Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. It's frustrating for all of us. It's not what we wanted or, or where we know we should be. Wentz with play action. Throws it and it's caught by Zach Ertz and he's in for the touchdown. No. Yes, touchdown. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Just in general, we need to start faster. When we play from ahead and we give our, our defense a chance to go out there and pin their ears back, that will really help us. I mean, that didn't happen. And here is Jordan Howard up the middle. Where the frustration is, it's losing. It's not playing up to what we know we're capable of. It's making simple mistakes. It's getting out executed, getting out played. When we know we're capable of much more, when we, when we know we have more inside of us, but we're still coming up short. With WGN's Adam Hogue. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. It's so bad. And from The Athletic. Adam Johns. Ah, uh, it was a disaster. It's so bad! Trying to stretch the lead to eight. And the kick by Jake Elliott is good. Here they are, the Adams. Woo! If you ain't first, you're last. Hogan Johns. And there is Adam Johns. Four losses in a row. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. Where do you even begin with this one? Well, Adam? I feel like the Bears just really beat themselves today. I, I think once you saw things get more on a level playing field in the second half, you saw the Bears could beat the Eagles, like I thought this week. But when you're that inept offensively, and sure, you got to give some credit to the Eagles, what they were doing defensively in the first half, but really when you go back and look at it, and I'm going to go through all the mistakes they made, Bears beat themselves, and at 3-5, and five, I mean, unless they're going to win out... Unless they're going to win out, the season's over. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, at best, maybe seven and one. Ten and six is the goal. It's not happening, my friend. Not happening. Uh, welcome in Hogan Johns from Philadelphia, where the Bears did lose twenty-two to fourteen. And uh, what a way to do it! Uh, I think the of all the bad football we've covered <laughs> in our time covering the Bears, the worst offensive first half I've seen this team have, <laughs> which is saying something. And we covered John Fox. Nine. We covered John Fox. John Fox. It's a badge of honor. John Fox. And is we awesome. saw this today. They managed more than nine yards in the first half. <laughs> Two first downs. Was that what it was? Two first downs? Uh, yeah, but they, did they really? Yeah, they <laughs> at did. one point, they had a minus yardage. Yes. Minus 10 net yardage, Adam. Sorry, you, you had a whole thing going. I ruined it with my Fox. No, you did <laughs> um, I, I I mean, I don't... Look, you can complain about play calling. You can, I don't know, get on Nagy again if you want to. Um, it's pretty hard to score points, move the football. I'm trying to find where's the first half my my first quarter playlist here, as I can't find it. 
There it is. Sorry, guys. We'll get through this because this is going to make sense, I promise. All right. You start the game with a nice run up the middle for four yards. Hey, you're on schedule there, right? Next play, minus three. Okay, so there you go, punt. Second drive. First down, Mitch Trubisky sacked for negative four yards. So there goes that drive. Also had a Charles Leno holding penalty on there. That's your first quarter, everybody. Congratulations. Now you go to the second quarter. First drive for the Bears in the second quarter. First play, holding Cordero Patterson. Okay. There goes that drive. <laughs> this go, is good. Let's go to the next one now where uh, the Eagles are now on the board and they're up 12 nothing at this point. Yes. After all, I mean, it, like, it, like, it, it, it felt like the Chargers game where you're actually like, oh, the, the Eagles are going to allow them to stick in this one. But go ahead. I mean, I've, doing liter- well. I've literally summed up the entire offense so far and there are now they're down 12 nothing and they're getting the ball back with six. 21 in the second quarter. First and 10 at the 20. Adam Shaheen false start. There goes that drive. And that's your first half. <laughs> I, I, what, what, what is this? You, I don't, you can't blame... Well, I mean, you can blame coaching for all of that when I guess when it's happening, but come on. Yes. I mean, after a whole week and how you're like rallying together and you're feeling good about what you did last week against the Chargers, where your veterans players come up to you and say, "We got this." And if that, it you get, and if that, it you get on the road in the first half, it's just completely unacceptable execution by an NFL football team, and they magically come out in the second half and they nearly play flawlessly. Putting the ball down the field until the final drive, fifty-three yarder. Oh, their final drive or the defense's final drive? Where are we going? Well, both. Okay, because I want to talk about that too. But look, hey, it wasn't just on the offense. The ineptitude in the first half. You had four offside penalties on defense. Now I could tell just using my binoculars from the, from the press box that Matt Nagy was arguing that Jason Kelsey was very angrily. By the way, very animated. Yeah. He, he was, like, shaking his hand. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's it, pretty good. It, the center was manipulating the football before the snap. Um, clearly, I, if nothing else, as far as proof goes that that actually was happening, um, once Nagy complained, you didn't see a single offside the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's no. So it worked, yes. Yeah. And Khalil Mack. But with Kelsey did still work, too. But go ahead. Yeah, yes. sure. Yes. Sure. But then, you know, I, I, to Kelsey's credit, you know, the officials probably warned him after Nagy complained. And the Bears didn't, weren't offsides the rest of the game, but he had certainly uh, done his part. And after the game, when Khalil Mack is calling something BS, you know they were doing something. Because Khalil Mack's usually not one to start making excuses and things like that. And he, and he called it out to use that word, bullshit. Yes, he did. Oh, very good. We're in a podcast. You're lucky. Yes. <laughs> it's a podcast. Yes. Bleep. Thanks, Joe. Um, he, he did kind of couch his comments after that. We don't want to make excuses. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He, he did say that, but... Well, and, just like Matt Nagy couched his comments by not really complaining about the officiating, but making it clear that he wasn't blaming his defensive players. Yes, well, nobody likes fines here. Right. Adam John? Adam John. You're Adam okay. John. We're all losing our mind after I'm covering Adam that Hope. first half of football. <laughs> um, and we cover John Fox. Yes. Yeah, you keep bringing that up. I try to forget it. Although Philadelphia was where we... Yes, yes, that's what I'm getting at. What? We watched an awful football game here two years ago. Well, our last three. Yes. 
Yes. They got blown out by Chip Kelly in 2013 with the NFC North title on the oh, line. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we covered Mark Tressman. <laughs> we covered Mark Tressman. We did. Now we're covering Matt Nagy. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Oh, okay, sure. You, you, you like the resolve. You like the comeback, the fight at the end. The Bears did seem to have a chance there. But do you want to talk about that last drive? For the that offense la- or defense? Defense. You want to stick in the offense? Let's start with the offense first. Okay, okay because... The Bears did have the ball. It's a little over nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, they they definitely had a chance. Um, On second down, they run a screen to David Montgomery. And, oh, my God, if he catches that ball, he may have scored. Yes, yes. James Daniels out in the second level. Had his guy sealed. Had to make one block, which appeared he was doing a good. I think Allen Robinson was involved, too. Had his guy handled as well. Catch. Turn green. Lots of it. I thought six. I thought six points was there. Definitely uh, definitely a chance. Definitely a chance there. And uh, instead, Montgomery drops the ball. And uh, that was on second and nine. So huge miss from from the 48-yard line. So you're at midfield. I mean, he could have scored there. And instead, you go to third and nine and I want to talk about this play because I asked Trubisky about it after the game, and he gave a pretty good explanation. First of all, he said that uh, when he first got the ball, he was looking to run, and the fact that he was under center and not in the shotgun kind of hurt that um, because by the time you turn around, Less time, yes, yeah, you're you're kind of screwed. So he blamed himself because he has the option to put himself in the gun there if he wants to, and so that was mistake number one. Uh, apparently the first read was to Taylor Gabriel downfield, kind of a shot play, but he was double covered Covered, and was not there. And Trubisky said he thought Adam Shaheen was open in the flat. He was not. Was not open in the flat. And Avante Maddox, uh, because there's really no excuse for throwing the ball at the line of scrimmage, to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. When you, you know, it's third and nine in such a big moment in the game. So a couple mistakes there. And unfortunately, I think it keeps coming back to they got to simplify things for Mitch Trubisky. And I think that is happening. But key moment in the game, options for Mitch, he's not making the right options. Yeah. And this is just too far into his career to be a continuous theme. You know what struck me throughout this game? So Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy are both from the Andy Retree. But... Holy Moses. Yeah. <laughs> Do their offenses look significantly different in terms of play calls, execution, the the movement of the quarterback, yeah. the running scheme. Just They just seem so vastly different. Yeah, the execution is part of it. The offensive line the Eagles have is fantastic, big, powerful, nasty, all that stuff. But just the, the play calls themselves. You mentioned that, that third down play to Adam Shaheen. Why is Adam Shaheen even an option for him in that play? Yeah, can you get your best players on the field? Well, the unfortunate thing is, if you ever are going to throw to Adam Sheen, getting him matched up against Avante Maddox, who's a small corner, is not bad. But one on one at the line of scrimmage, that doesn't do anything. No, it still for wasn't you. a good throw. Still, a very good chance that Avante Maddox is going to make the tackle on him. It, it just look. It, I'm, I'm going to do something in the athletic later this week on it. Once I watch the film again, it just the, the movement of the plays, just like the third down execution by the Eagles on the final drive. Yeah. Well, that's what Doug good, Peterson is calling yeah. Matt Nagy doesn't even have close to in his arsenal. 
Well, they're supposed to be from the same Andy Reid tree. Let me give you one big difference, though. I mean, they got tight ends. You well, first of all, they have tight ends, which is a huge part of yeah. that scheme. They have multiple tight ends. They have big receivers, and those tight ends killed the Bears today. Um, but they have a quarterback who is much better at reading defenses and making decisions. And I think you can go back to their college careers. Carson Wentz started for four years. Yeah. He started for four. He had so much experience coming in. And Mitch just did not have that. So, again, I think they're asking Mitch to do too much. And it's an unfortunate reality. It's just where the Bears are. I think Nagy is slowly embracing that and accepting that. But once Because we all know there's things that coaches can do to make lives easier on their quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think they are doing it. At least trying. But in the big moment in the game there, it didn't happen. Now, you bring up the last drive. Three huge... Four. Excuse me, yeah. Four huge uh, third down conversions, right? On this drive. So you had a third and three to Jeffrey for 13 yards, which I'm going to say... Pretty good coverage from Eddie Jackson. In my opinion, a ball he breaks up last year. Yeah. He's just not the same guy. Yeah. He's itching for that big play, man. It's just not there this year. No takeaways yet this year. He had a terrible sequence in the third quarter on the Eagles' second touchdown. Um, Gets called for an unnecessary roughness, hitting Zach Ertz out of bounds. It's clearly a frustration penalty, I thought. And then on the very next play, Jordan Howard up the middle for 13 yards. Eddie had a chance to pop him, and he just sort of waved his arm. Barely touched him. Terrible two-play sequence, I thought, for Eddie Jackson. Now he came back. The defense started to get their mojo back once the offense started moving the football. Funny how that works. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is a factor. There's no question this defense has regressed a little bit. But they'd be playing a lot better overall if this offense wasn't where it is. Um, so, But, look, the Bears punted with 8.48 left in the game, and they never ran another offensive play. So at that point, it's just on the defense. Yep. And I thought Doug Peterson just completely punked Chuck Pagano on that last... Pumped. I like that. He did. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Danny Trevathan took responsibility for the third and 12, that little swing past the Miles Sanders. Yeah. He said bad eyes, but they brought pressure, and the Eagles had a perfect blitz beater. And they executed it. Um, then they ran a very, very nice pick play, third and thirteen to Zach Ertz, or third and three, excuse me, Zach Ertz. Got, got Sherrick McManus on Zach Ertz. Yeah. Mismatch. That's a mismatch. It is, but but Sherrick had to go around the guy that ran yeah. in, and it was a nice pick play because it, it was not. They actually didn't even make contact. Sherrick had to go around him. Um, so and then the they th- are now playing music. I don't know if you can hear that through the microphones, but the party has continued here. What's this place called? Lincoln Bank Stadium, Lincoln Financial <laughs> Field, Lincoln, Lincoln Bank. Financial Field. Um, and then the third night nine, a little tunnel screen to Dallas Goddard. Yep, Dallas Goddard would by far, by far, be the best tight end on the Bears. It's true, it's true. He's second round pick. I think so. South Dakota State. Yeah, high say. round pick, first round pick. First round pick? I don't know. Yes. Either way, yes. The Bears would love to have a guy like that. It's um, 
I feel like the defensive issues aren't just rooted in this game. So, like last week against the Chargers, they hold them to under 40 yards rushing. Uh, they, they, they look like themselves again. This week, the Eagles run for 150. Second round pick out of South Dakota State. Second round pick. Keep okay, going. okay. 150. So it's more in line with what the Raiders were able to do. It's more in line with what the Saints were able to do. Just own the line of scrimmage. You, you mentioned a, a push offensively. They own the trenches, at least for the first half of the game. Then they own it for the, the final eight minutes. That is a very good offensive line the Eagles have. And I know they're missing Akeem Hicks. And I know Eddie, Eddie uh, Goldman got banged up. But the way they manhandled and held up their protections, you know, whether it's the, 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 the run game, again, manhandling in that form, or just the, the way they protected Wentz when they needed to. I mean, the Eagles offensive line, in many ways, won the game for the Eagles today. Yeah. Uh, mentioned the tight ends who could start for the Bears. They got a lot of de- offensive linemen who could start for the Bears, too. It's true. The Bears' old line was terrible, I thought, in the first quarter. You talk about the sacks, the holding, um, the the run blocking on a couple negative plays. The, the execution in the first half was just horrendous. I don't. I mean, there's no other way to yeah, put it. That yeah, yeah. that that was one of the worst halves of football I've ever witnessed in the entire NFL. Yeah, and you mentioned it, a lot of those are, are self-induced. They're of their own making. You know, just the, the penalties and the mental mistakes. And like, there are some bad substitutions. I, I I'm completely trying to wrap up the game um, in, in my mind here. But well, there was one late, moment. Yes. they ran Anthony Miller on late. Yes. And Nagy had to call a timeout, and he was screaming at Mike, Mike Furry. Fury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the fans want to blame Anthony Miller, cause, uh, but that's the co- that's the position coach getting his guys yeah, out. That's it, his job. And you know what? That stuff is unacceptable. It is. In games like this, you know, the, the, the offense, it's just out of whack. It's not working. The first time yeah. they got down to the goal line, there was like a package of players running out in the field, and they were lined up, ready to run the play. Yeah, what was that? And, yeah, and they had to all call them back, and then they ran a play for no gain. Yeah, and it was like, who's sending in players when Trubisky's at the line of scrimmage? With- yeah, I mean, who, who's sending in play? Who's sending in the plays? Like Trubisky obviously had to put maybe Trubisky ran it up there, but look, you don't want Tariq Cohen trying to jump himself into the end zone because that didn't work. He went backwards. Yeah. No, that's, like it's going to be. He's lucky he didn't get the ball. Trubisky's going to get roasted tomorrow, and, and he deserves a lot of the criticism. He deserves a lot of the wrath. But you, you, you know what? Yeah, Tree Cohen with two drops. David Montgomery with the key dropped. Allen Robinson down the the, the near sideline to us, where he couldn't get two ball. Like Trubisky finally throws a good pass on the run, and. Allen Robinson falling out of bounds can't get his, get his two feet in. It's the offensive line not giving David Montgomery any holes. The the offensive concerns. Yes, they start with Trubisky. We're not apologizing for his mistakes and his bad play, but it's so deeply rooted. It's so many different positions failing every single game in different ways. The Bears' offense. Trubisky is bad right now, but the Bears' offense as yep. a whole is bad right now. Well, and and obviously we've we've talked a lot about nagging, and especially last week, some of the play calls and things like that. Um, I think what we're also learning is, I mean, there's just been too many misses, too, on some of these draft picks, some of these acquisitions. I mean, the quarterback's the most glaring at this point, but, but dude, I, I, I'm sorry. Adam Shaheen's at the point where he's a liability. Yeah, I mean, it went. Yeah, it's one thing for him to be invisible, 
But when he's then committing penalties and he's muffing the kick at the end and you can't throw to him in tight situations, shouldn't be on the field. That's a second-round pick. Shouldn't be on the field. That That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're getting nothing from Trey Burton. Yeah. I know I know Trubisky airmailed him down the, the seam on one, but... J.P. Holtz is the best tight end, and he's the fullback. And what about this whole Bradley Sal thing? I mean, it kind of looks like a joke. Oh, like, the, I'm the, sorry. It, the just, guy, just stop with it, right? Like, but what's the how point? Can, yeah. The tight ends are this bad, and yeah. that guy is just like, basically, they're just doing him a favor to ride out the roster because they screwed his chances of being an offensive lineman this year on another team. Yeah, yeah you're doing him a solid. Why not, why not at, at this point... You know, I kind of laughed at the idea. I, you know, I know we're focusing on the tight ends right now, and here I am about to mention two practice squad players. <laughs> you got Jesper Horsett and Dax Raymond, who made plays in the preseason and training camp, going back to rookie minicamp. Uh, we, we know how important the tight end position is to Matt Nagy's offense. We saw what Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard did today. You need something out of that position. You're not getting stuff, the, the, the plays that you need out of Tariq Cohen right now. Anthony Miller's hit or miss. Taylor Gabriel had the 53-yarder today. Allen Robinson, by far the Bears' best offensive player. They need help. They need something. Allen Robinson had one. I'm not saying those two those guys are going to be an answer, but look, you're, you're searching for anything and anyone right now if you're the Bears. Well, and they might get to that point. You know, uh, in the fourth quarter last night in Bloomington, Indiana, Northwestern in Indiana, the uh, reality of them not going to a bowl game hit, and all of a sudden you saw a bunch of freshmen on the field. Got to start, you know, the Bears are eventually going to get to this point where you got to start looking towards next year. Yeah. And you start giving practice squad guys run. Yeah. I mean, it's not a crazy idea for how bad these tight ends are at this point. Allen Robinson, one catch for six yards today. Uh, I noticed he talked to the media, then went and talked to some defensive players. At least 10 minutes must have gone by. Went back towards where Allen Robinson was. He was sitting in his locker. Still in his game pants, no shirt on, just sitting there doing nothing, staring at the ground. Like he he did that for like ten minutes. Just like stunned frustration is what it looked like to me. Yeah. Just no, I know you like, he was still in his uniform. Did yeah. You mentioned that? Yeah. Just sitting there, not moving. Yeah. Staring in space. Yeah. So I that that to me that was like the lasting image of of this game. A lot of exasperated looks yeah. in that locker room. I don't want to say it's acceptance, but when you're three and five and you're staring at the schedule you have left, you're playing this poorly on the road against a team maybe you, you could have contended with a little bit better. I think they could have won and should have won this yeah. game. Yeah. Whew. Whew. I, again, I you know you always want to give your opponent credit, but you I I don't have to read off all that nonsense from the first half again, do I? That's just offensive execution. That's putting yourself behind the chains. The Dolphins could stop you on third and long. Okay? You can't do that to yourself. That's the Bears doing that to themselves. It's not the Eagles. It's not their coverage. It's not Jim Schwartz. (laughs) They they killed themselves. And then in the second half, the Bears look like the better team. Until maybe that last drive. We're 
Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz and that execution is kind of a snapshot. Just great game play calls. You yeah, know? I know. A snapshot of what the Bears don't have on offense. Yeah, yeah. And, right and there is a simplicity to it, you know? Getting Trevathan one-on-one against a speedy rookie running back of Miles Sanders. The jump ball to Alshon Jeffrey. It's his game, man. Yeah. It's his game. Uh, and what I say this week? I said he'll catch the 50-50 ball. He'll drop the 100% ball. <laughs> They mean the one right in his gut. That's what he did. Uh, let's hear from the head coach, Matt Nagy, who is running out of answers. All right, as far as uh, injuries, uh, nothing nothing too major. I think Eddie, Eddie Goldman had a, uh, a, a thigh, but other than that, uh, nothing nothing too much. Uh, Deion Bush was an illness pregame. So, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just really, really sloppy. Extremely sloppy. Um I don't know the exact – I don't know how many drives there were in there, but I feel like a lot of them were uh, negative plays on first down. So the next play that occurs, it's second and 15. It's first and 20 with a penalty, first and 10. Just – just, uh, just you, if you think you're going to do that coming into a, a, a place like this with the defense that they have with that front line, um, you're, you're, uh, you're not going to be in good shape. And that's what happened, and the results showed it. Uh, it was uh, – you know – the score felt a lot worse than what it was, so we just got to be better. We stayed ahead of the sticks on first down. I mean, it was as simple as that. I, um, that'll be the first thing that I'm going to look at when I watch tape. You were, you were able to hit some deep shots too. Did they change mm-hmm. coverage-wise? Open up? No, they, they they didn't. No, there was. Uh, um, you know, I think when you look at that, there's the ability to, um, when the run is a threat down and distance-wise, you can take shots with play action. And that's some of that. When it's second and 15, it's hard to do a play action pass. You guys were ahead of the sticks with the first play. Yep. You the second and second. pass that first down. Yeah. Then you take a negative play. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, we felt we felt like we were uh, we wanted to just get that rhythm going and get those first downs. Kind of like we, we we did it last week early on, and but we uh, boy we just we just couldn't get it going. Um, and it, it's it, it snowballed. It really did. It just snowballed. It was one thing after the next, and um, it's. Uh, uh, Again, just not what what can happen. We can't have that. Well, it's it's uh, it's frustrating for all of us. It's not what we wanted or, or where we know we should be, um, and so that's that's where where it's at. But we gotta we gotta do everything we can um, to to stick together and to make sure that we keep fighting. I, I do. I will say this: um, it's no consolation prize, but the guys fought till the end. And so being down like we were, uh, nineteen to nothing, they never gave back. And I, I appreciate about that. I, I appreciate that part, but um, it doesn't mean anything really to, to for the win loss. You guys are still in the game. You have second and nine. Yeah. What did you see in front of the pack? Yeah, it's it's again. It was one of those one of those games where um, something like that. I mean, David is uh, all, of all the players that we have. I mean, he's gonna he, he knows that he can catch that ball. And there was some green grass there. Uh, our, our lineman got out. It was a second and nine. So the, you know they're thinking pass downfield so they're going to rush pop it pop them with a screen and just didn't get it so we got to go on to the next play and and uh you know we know i appreciate how hard he's been running the football and he he wants it a lot yeah yeah 
don't see these things coming, I say, but what do you attribute that type of stuff? I, I know what it was to. It wasn't. <clears throat> it wasn't. Uh, there was some stuff to that, so I'm not going to get into that. The center was uh, Yeah, I'm not going to. Again, I'm not going to get into all those. Those. Uh, all that. Yeah, I mean that we we felt like we were in a we were already talking about um, our two point play that we had. We were ready to go, go down there, get the touchdown, go for two. Regardless whether they kicked a field goal and made an eight point game or whether we we scored, we were going to go for two. Um, and you know, unfortunately, we didn't get the ball back. <clears throat> I hate to our defense. I thought um, there was a couple times throughout the game they made some plays, but uh, again, overall, they, it was a bend but don't break in the first half. They gave up field goals, and, and we would take that uh, two field goals to one touchdown. We just didn't get that touchdown. So, um, yeah, I do I do want to use that and, and uh, 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 as much as we can. Yeah, what was your sense of, of Mitch in the first half? Obviously, a lot of things went around on Rock around him, but he wasn't able to get things going. Right. Well, it's... it's Again, it, it was us as a unit, just overall, um, whether it was the offensive line, running backs, wide receivers, tight tight ends, and then and the quarterback. Just in general, we we just didn't we don't we didn't fast start or start fast. Excuse me. We need to start faster. And when we play from ahead, right, and we give our our defense a chance to go out there and pin their ears back, that will really help us. I and mean, that didn't happen. Overall, what did you think of Mitch's game? And when things are not going well, you know, there's sloppiness. Can you look to him to you know elevate? Him? Right. That's kind of what we're looking at now, and we're working through all that. Uh, we didn't. I don't think we had a whole lot of plays. There was a lot of three and outs early on. So the rhythm and and you know trying to get the run game going and and some play passes, uh, and then being able to we, we almost we had. You think you have one there on the on the sideline with a Rob, and it, I think he just was out of bounds that second foot. So it's just like you, you catch. You finally get a third and long. Um, they, they had a great scheme up front with some of the things that they did. And and you finally get one, but no, he's out of bounds. So we just didn't have a lot of a lot of plays in that first half. And how much did their pressure Matt? That's yeah, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. You go back there and stand back there when there's pressure. That's not easy. Uh, so again, it's a credit to to them up front, their defensive line. I was here again when 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 uh, the, when the Eagles drafted Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, and those are two really really good football players, and they showed it today. Did you give any consideration to changing a quarterback? Or did you feel like Mitch was not part of No, no, just I didn't. I think for all of us, we just we knew that where we were, that we can collectively just be better. So, did you see uh, Ertz get up in Fuller's face on the touchdown early, and was there, you know, is that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, they, I asked the ref, and he said that they already had looked at it and said it was clean. So, um, I thought our guys were saying they thought there was some stuff there. Our players felt that, but uh, I didn't see it personally. And then they didn't show. We didn't see. A, I didn't see a replay. Yeah, we we said we thought it was too early. Yeah. I like the way that our defense was playing at that time. Trust me, I thought about it. I really, really wanted to go for it there. I did, but I had I had to pull back from the way our defense was getting stops. The field position was was pretty imperative for us at that point. I thought we could back them up and then get a stop, get the ball back. So I, I did think about going for it, and it took a little bit for me to not. What are you learning about your guys? On a week-to-week basis, at this point, considering the offense is not yeah, 
points. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning right now that our team is very, very strong, very strong. They're built tough, and and uh, we're being challenged right now. It's not easy. We we hate it. It sucks, uh, but it is what it is. And and we gotta we gotta just uh, rally around each other. We gotta support one another. We know it's it's um, not where we want to be, um, and there's different parts to it everywhere. So um, again. We're being as tested um, as we ever wanted to be, but we'll see how we respond to it. What was your perspective on the final drive? Sure. This is probably the same thought as everybody else is we're, we're getting after them, and then they get those third down conversions. It kind of just breaks you a little bit, but our guys kept fighting and getting us to that position. And um, you got to give credit to Doug and those guys. That, that's a that's a good football team. They had their struggle. They fought through it. They got their win last week. Now they got two in a row. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes for them. But um, credit to them for making those plays. On that last kickoff, Matt, do you want Shaheen to try to advance that? Or do you want no, to just – Get yeah, just get the catch the ball and and uh, and let's go from there and see what we can do. It's going to be difficult, but you'd like to see that be caught. You talked about Mitch's body language and vibe, right? Yeah, no, I thought he controlled himself really well. I really did. I was proud of him for that. Um, it's not easy in those elements to, to do that and when there's a bunch of three and outs. But he, he was great on the sideline. He was great on the bench. He was really good with uh, Rags, our quarterback coach. and um, So that, that part was uh, was good to see. That last third Two down throw uh, went to Shaheen and ended up being your last offensive play. Uh, what was supposed to happen on that play? Because it looked like a favorable matchup for him, but he's obviously not carrying much depth on the yeah, everybody was fine. I mean, it, it was uh, um, for us. We just uh, we felt good with everything, and they, they just some of the stuff that they showed us made him made him make that throw. So Thank good, you, good. Are you concerned about where the defense is? Was that something that you might take a, a further involvement? No, not at all. No, I think the defense is playing well. Yep. All right, so there's Matt Nagy. A lot of uh, what he discussed, things we already discussed. One thing that was in there, though, that we haven't discussed is on the Eagles' first touchdown, Zach Ertz' 25-yard reception. Uh, first of all, came the play after the Bears were off the field and Nick Williams inexplicably shoved Carson Wentz to the ground. So, again, we talk about the offsides. We talk about all the mistakes that were made. Uh, in the first half, that one was huge. The Bears were off the field. Yep. And that drive kept going. Next play, 25-yard touchdown to Zach Ertz. However, on that play, he clearly shoved Kyle Fuller right in the face mask to create separation. They flew. A, they threw a flag. It looked like it was going to be, okay, yep, that's offense pass interference, correct call. They're going to bring it back. And then Craig Rolstad, the referee, out of nowhere says there's no foul for illegal contact, which I believe means the flag was initially thrown on Kyle, Kyle Fuller. Fuller. Yeah, yeah. And they're picking it up. So at least... So they called it wrong on the field. Now they're correctly picking it up for illegal contact because that was obviously not what happened. But then, all right, it's up to New York now to review the OPI, which is reviewable, but Nagy can't challenge it because it's a scoring play. The the Eagles scored a touchdown. It cannot be reviewed by Nagy. And you're thinking, well, this is obviously going to be reviewed. It has to be. And it just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And and I have a screenshot. Uh, There's video. He clearly shoved Kyle Fuller right in the face to get separation. I don't know what they need to see. Our friend Al and his crew need to see 
to overturn such plays. What's interesting, against the Packers, if my memory serves me correct, I haven't went back and looked this up, but I'm pretty sure when I watched the Eagles-Packers game, Zach Ertz got called for OPI that was correctly... um, it was on a scoring play, and they correctly added it, and they brought the play back. I'm pretty sure that happened, and I'm pretty sure it was Zach Ertz. But here, obvious call didn't happen. Yeah. Do not understand it. I have one theory, and I have an email into the NFL to see if they'll answer this for me. I don't know. But I'm wondering, there's a loophole here, and it's been written about a little bit, but we haven't seen it a whole lot. But the loophole is... Is it possible that that's technically not pass interference, but illegal hands to the face? Oh, yeah. Which isn't reviewable. Which is not reviewable. That technically would not be reviewable if Al Riveron looked at that and said, that's not OPI, that's illegal hands to the face. Now, I would argue it's still OPI, too. Yeah. Can't that, it be both? That would be a crazy... Can't it be both? Yeah. A crazy loophole if that's really what the explanation is. So... I don't know if they'll respond to me or not. <laughs> I'm guessing they won't. Hello, Adam. This is Al Rivera. Yeah, but <laughs> let me tell you about that play you emailed me about. <laughs> thank you, Robot Al. No, hey. thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks hey. for your time. Thanks for nothing. Please be sure to follow me on NFL. <laughs> you gonna play the coach? Have we played the coach yet? Yeah. Are you even here? No, I want to. We already go. did Matt Aggie. Man, man. we got to play. Oh, the, the quarterback. The quarterback. Tyler Bray. No. I did see one tweet today out there about how they should put Tyler Bray. (laughs) I was kind of surprised Twitter didn't just (laughs) self-combust. There's like a code in there that will actually kill Twitter, and I thought that was it. I thought that was the tweet that would do it. Here's the actual quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, just bad plays on first and second down, not being in third and manageable, uh, hurting ourselves, not doing the simple things, and then credit going against a good defense. So when you hurt yourself and you don't create positive plays, you put yourself in a tough position, and good defenses like that are going to tee off with the rush, challenge you with, with man coverage, which they did, and we just didn't make enough plays. Yeah, um, basically just, I mean, we just got to be better on first and second down. We can't hurt ourselves, make the play, just each man do their job. We know what we're seeing out there. It was exactly uh, what we expected. I mean, there's always a couple of new things they throw in there, but uh, for the most part, they just, they challenge us up front and they challenge us on the outside. And I had to, I should have done a better job in the first half, just putting the ball in areas where guys can make plays and, um, and overall, I mean, we, we just hurt ourselves. They more, they made more plays than we did. We got outplayed in the first half, um, but we made some adjustments and kept fighting the second half. So you're proud of their resilience, but at the end of the day, it's still not enough, and and we know that because you feel like this afterwards. So. Talk about putting the ball in the right places. Um, Matt talked about collective sloppiness all around, but for you, did anything that was behind? Accuracy, if that's what you're here. Yeah, I feel like there was. I mean, they had the pass rush going a little bit, and they were teeing off in the first half, which they're getting the run game going. In the second help, second half, and the play action game helped slow that down a little bit. Um, 
but for for the times that I did have vision, I felt like I, I could have maybe put it in a different spot than when I did. And um, when you have a rush like that, going like that, you just got to get the ball out quick, and you got to be able to beat man coverage. And um, so I think we can all be better in different areas. And I'm just gonna look at myself to see if where I could put the ball in different places um, on film and, and come back and, and try to improve. But it's we got to win our one one on one matchups, and I got to be more accurate. For the first drives of the game, so the tough for you guys to see you get the 40 yard run right away, and then Joy came back, or David came back, running that second play. What, what did you see in that sequence um, that kind of led to the ball backwards? Um, you're talking about the runs? Yeah, the second and third run, just that first series. Yeah, to start the game. Um, the first play, I mean, not moving the line of scrimmage, not getting a positive play, and that hurts when you're second long or, or whatever. And I, I think we had another run. And it just gets tough. So you'd like to set the set the tempo early on in the game, moving the line of scrimmage, creating holes. Um, but sometimes you got to give credit to them. They came ready to play the first couple plays, and we didn't. And then on third down, it was man across the board. We didn't make a play. They did. So um, we just got to come out better. We got to come out faster. We got to come out with a different attitude, kind of like we did the second half with the little little chip on our shoulder. And I think if we start the game like that, we'll give ourselves a better chance. But it's right now we're not giving ourselves a chance starting like that and just putting our ourselves in bad position. Yeah, just a play we've had in for a couple of weeks. I've been I've been asking for it, just a little movement, let T Gabe run, and I just put it out there. And um, when you see him wide open like that, you just want to make sure it gets there to him. So he made a big play, and it was a spark our offense needed. And when you have a play like that, then you start to get that confidence, you get that belief that um, you can come back and are still in it. So we were able to score, um, but we got to do more of that, obviously. What happened on that? It looked like he had it, and then he didn't. So uh, going to have to watch that on film. Um, you just get one-on-one on the outside, and you're like, I'm going to chuck this up to A-Rob, and hopefully he comes down with it. It looked like he had two hands on it. Uh, I don't know if the corner hit or not, but if he did, that's a good play by him. Um, but, yeah, it's one-on-one matchups. You have that one that was so close, and then uh, early on in the game, I threw him like an outcut, and it looked like his foot was just out of bounds. So, um those are tough plays that you wish would go our way so you kind of can get things rolling. But when you don't, it's you're not making the play, so it's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. play after that ended up being the last offense play of the game. What did they show defensively that led you to add a moment? Yeah. So I was actually thinking about running and leaving the pocket. I should have put myself in gun, uh, not under center. And um, I was looking deep, and it looked like the guy was jumping on uh, T. Gabe's route. And I, I thought Adam was free, so I just tried to get it to him in the flat. But it was it, it wasn't a good play, so I got better. In games, how are you processing when things are not going well, like in the first half? It's mm-hmm. like the snowball effect. Yeah, you're just looking for that one or two plays to kind of turn things around, and you gotta you gotta gotta feel where the guys are at, and maybe go back to a simple play that we're really good at or the guys are confident w- with, just to kind of turn things around. But it's you gotta have those conversations on the on the sideline and be real with each other and just figure out where we're at and how we can change things. Because obviously we don't want to play poorly like we did. We don't want to perform like that in the first half. Um, and put ourselves in tough positions. You, you want to stay ahead of the chains. You want positive plays. You want to score a lot. And you don't want to feel like this after the games. 
So uh, on the sidelines, you're just you're you're trying to find solutions basically to how we can spark this offense to get going because usually it just takes one first down um, for us to get going. So and and that usually comes just being good on first and second down. So it, it could just be getting back to the simple things, keeping this easy, keeping it simple, go fast and and let our guys roll. But um, yeah. We just don't like losing. Is there a sense too, just with all the expectations, not just with the team, but for yourself individually, where that frustration is right now that you guys aren't meeting needs? Um, where the frustration is, it's losing. It's it's not playing up. Um, to what we know we're capable of. It's making simple mistakes. It's getting out executed, getting out played. When we know we're capable of much more, when we, when we know we have more inside of us, when we know we're talented, but we're still coming up short. And, I mean, there's a lot of the, just the really simple things that we did last year that we do in practice that um, – on game day, we're coming up short, and that's why you have this crappy feeling, um, and that's where the frustrations come. And I mean, losing sucks, and you could you could tell we don't like it, and that's that's why it sucks. So the so there are calls again for him. Speaking of Twitter, which is maybe inching towards self combustion <laughs> or not, just tweet it, tweet about Tyler Bray. We'll find out. Um, look, benching him, everybody. Is so layered and multifaceted. You have to understand what that means for everybody at House Hall. That goes all the way up to the top to George McCaskey and Ted Phillips. Mm-hmm. This, if they do it, there are so many repercussions. It's not just, oh, Pace is a Nazi. Oh, but Nagy's going to be a Nazi. And you know what? Like, George McCaskey and, you know, um, Ted Phillips, they're the ones who hired. John Fox, you know this. This is so multifaceted. This is so layered. Um, there's so many avenues uh, with that conversation. You know, benching Mitch Trubisky is literally like setting the new brand new building on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't do that. Not literally. Just saying. Yes. Um, I just don't know what it would accomplish because the reality is, like, you may have to move on. You may have to bring in competition at a minimum. I think you have to this off season. But the season's over, dude. I mean, they're not making the playoffs. You have... Let me put it this way. Chase Daniel's not leading you to the playoffs. Right. Okay, Chase Daniel, you put him in. He's not... It's not like the season's going to turn around. So what's the point of that? You need to still see every snap that you can get out of Mitch Trubisky. You need to see this thing out. With Mitch Trubisky. I think Nagy's got to... It's almost like hitting the reset button. Like He has to fully commit to this Trubisky-friendly offense that I know isn't what he wants to run. But if you could back up the truck, get take the decision, as much decision-making away from him as possible, and try to build it back up in these last eight games, you're going to get a better evaluation of what he can and cannot do. You may build his confidence back up, possibly. I actually think the second half today, Mitch can come out of it with a little bit more confidence. Yeah. You know, that last third down play, he obviously made mistakes, but it wasn't like it was a horrendous, you know, Gaff, yeah. thing like last week with the, the interception and the fumble. But 
that's what these last eight games need to be about and further your evaluation of where Trubisky is. And he may continue to regress. I mean, and this thing may completely go downhill, but you need to let it play out. Yeah, but Chase see, Daniel's not fixing anything. See, that's the whole thing why it's so layered. Like, Matt Nagy chose the Bears because he liked Mitch Trubisky. He thought he could work with him. He was supposed to be the one who maximizes Mitch Trubisky. And he could have had Andrew Luck in Indy, by yes, the way. Yes, yes, yes. Or Jacoho Bieberset. Don't yeah, forget. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you get my point. In terms of me saying, you know, the Bears brass hired John Fox, yes, it's true, but then they also hired Matt Nagy to maximize this quarterback. John Fox and Dal Loggins were not it. Mitch Trubisky was supposed to be the ideal pairing with Matt Nagy. Yeah. That was supposed to work. And for the most part, last year you saw the glimpses. You saw things you wanted. The kid had the third best, fourth best QBR in the league. Had big games, made plays, was a playmaker. You're not seeing a lot of that this year. So, yes, it's on Trubisky for his self-regression, but it's Nagy's tied to this is too. Absolutely. Like, he was supposed to be the one. He was supposed to be the anti-Fox. That's what I'm getting at. That's why he has to do everything as uncomfortable as it may be for him, as himself, Matt Nagy, and his, the way he wants to run this offense. He has to do everything in his power to get the most out of Mitch the rest of the season. Yeah. So even if that's run an offense you don't want to run, you got to do it. You just got to. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, if your determination is that he can't run what you think is best for this franchise, then the GM's got to go get a different quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But you don't make that decision at halftime in Philadelphia today. No. It's just, you got to let this thing play out this year. I think that's just the way it is. And it's probably, uh, you're probably going to have a lot more games the rest of the season where it's painful to watch. I'm sorry. But that's where they are right now. So, uh, where we are is in Philadelphia at Lincoln Bank Field or whatever you <laughs> called it. Um, there's country music blasting. It must be for the workers. I think it's for the cleanup crew. That's cool, cool, man. Good luck doing your TV hit down there with all this music. The Bears just shut out the lights and like, all right, clean up, even though you can't see anything. Yeah, and they all yell at each other. (laughs) Yeah, they're always yelling. (laughs) And then Brad Biggs is yelling back at them in the press box. Yes. Banging on the glass. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They look look relatively happy. It's got a better vibe here in Philly. Yes. City brotherly love. Yeah. There was a billboard as I got my Uber from the airport coming to the stadium that said, F yourself. (laughs) It's like welcome to Philly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they were booing at one point. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, here. yeah. They'll probably so boo yeah. me when I go down there to do my TV. I respect thing here. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guys bit. out there, the Even cleanup crew, they'll be just booing. That's fine. Uh, we got to get out of here. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday with our uh, exclusive athletic episode. Please subscribe to the athletic. For that, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears, TheAthletic.com, The Athletic app. And we remind you once again, live show, Thursday night. It's still happening. We said win or lose, doesn't matter. Hey, the Bears might beat the Lions this week. And we have tickets to that game. Yes. So you show up at Kroll South Loop Thursday night, 7 to 9 o'clock. Uh, we're still going to have fun. We're still going to talk about this. We'll take questions uh, from the audience. So it's your chance to contribute to the podcast, too. We appreciate all of our listeners that come out. $4 Goose Island beers. We thank our friends from Goose Island for sponsoring this event. We're really happy to have them on board as a sponsor. And it's all going down Thursday night at Kroll's South Loop, close to Soldier Field. And again, Tickets to the game, you may be fed up, 
They're still free tickets. You're fed up, but get fed. There you go. Have a beer. Hang out. Perfect way to put it. In the meantime, deep breaths. You can get through this. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on The Athletic. See ya. Oh, man, we just both need a cheeseburger.